And we are recording. We're back for another season, a brand new season. It's episode 41, Jeez. season five. Season of five. the podcast. Season five, Sizzling Quinny. Wow. I am Sam Finlay. I'm also known on the podcast as Sizzle. Across from me via Zoom in the town that is known as Young, my co host, do your thing, introduce yourself. Hey guys, you know it's me, it's Simon Quinn, also known as Quinny. Welcome back to the pod. It's been a couple of weeks, but you know, there's been a lot going on in the world. There's been a lot going on, you know, in regards to pop culture. So it's about time that we sat down and had a chat about it. But I'm keen, Sizzle. I'm very, very keen. Yeah, a lot has gone on in the world. I feel like we're almost back a year ago when we were, I guess, in lockdown. Because, well, we actually are in lockdown now in Wollongong. You're not in lockdown, but I am. Uh, This time last year, we were, you know, working from home and there are all sorts of restrictions in place and we're sort of back to that. Um, Even stricter, I guess. Uh, You're not as affected in young, but uh, man, talk to me. I mean, a year on, here we are. Thankfully, we have a lot to talk about in the world of pop culture to get us through this tough time and a lot to watch. And, and you know, one of those things is Loki, which we're going to yes. get into. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a mid-season review of Loki on the pod today. We're three episodes in, three to go. Fourth one is tonight. I'm so excited. So, Quinny, let's, let's just start there then. Let, let, let's just go straight to Loki. Mid-season review... This is a show for me I was most excited for. We did a bit of a podcast. I think it might have been at the start of the year. Yeah. Of the shows, the Marvel shows, the Marvel content that we're most excited for. You were most excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was most excited for Loki. Falcon and the Winter Soldier did not disappoint. That was, it exceeded my expectations, to be honest. That was an amazing show, as was WandaVision. We've talked about that numerous times, so we won't go into those two. But we're three episodes in, the halfway point to Loki. What do you think of the show so far? Let's get some um, reactions. Yeah, so like you said, Sizzle, you were obviously very high on this TV series. I was obviously super high on Falcon the Winter Soldier. But, you know, so far I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it. I like Loki as a character. I've loved him in all the films that he's appeared in. He's been awesome when he's been on screen with Thor, when he was in the Avengers as the main villain. So for me, I've, you know, it was, I'm definitely very happy with it at the moment. It's definitely hidden my expectations at the moment, which is good. So like all the other shows, the first three episodes have been really, really good. So I'm just hoping that Loki can keep it consistent and keep getting us over the line. And, you know, I just think overall it's just a great, interesting storyline. Like, you know, Loki going to a different dimension, the time variance, authority, really cool. I don't know much about them just yet, so it's still not too sure who they are. Obviously, they look like they're probably the villains and, like, the timekeepers and stuff. So I'm just loving how this show is sort of linking everything into that whole idea of, like, a multiverse and different, you know, different timelines are going off. So, so far, very keen on it. It's been good. Owen Wilson, I think, for me, has been a standout as Mobius. I've loved his character so far in this show. And I think him and Tom Hiddleston have just worked so well together as Mobius and Loki. And I'm sure you might touch on this as well. But I just think the Owen Wilson casting was has definitely been 100% correct, the right casting, really enjoyed it. And one other thing I'll just quickly throw out there, I'm really, I really also enjoy uh, Miss Minutes in the TV show, the little the computer program. So obviously that's voiced by Tara Strong. For those who don't know, she does a lot of voiceover work in the video game universe, in particular the Arkham Asylum games. And I'm a huge Arkham guy. Sizzle knows this. Harley Quinn, she does the voice of Harley Quinn. So I'm really into her as well. I think she's a cool character. But I'll just leave it there for the moment. I do have some other ones, but I'll let you chirp in now, Sizzle. Yeah, you covered it mostly there, but I am, um, yeah, super excited by this show each week. It's kind of cool that we're getting... Loki on a Wednesday rather than WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we got on a Friday. It's kind of cool. It breaks up the week and it almost seems like the episodes come a little bit quicker. Um, I don't know if whether that's just a mental thing or, you know, because you work throughout the week and then, you know, midway through you have uh, a new episode, which I really like. I think it actually works, works quite well 
Friday, I guess the only thing I would say, it becomes more of like a an event, like Friday night. Okay, yeah, like, you know, let's crack a beer, let's crack a bottle of wine or something, you know, have some nice takeaway, sit in front of the TV and watch a new episode of, you know, Falcon the Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Whereas Loki, it's more of a casual viewing because it is a, a Wednesday night. I don't know whether that's just me. I don't know if you sort of had that sort of feeling as well. Um, but yeah, look, I think it, it's been just what I wanted. And this was the show for me that had the most room to, um, I guess, go in so many different directions, uh, because, you know, the, the time, uh, variance, obviously, um, uh, and, and Loki is a character that has a very, uh, detailed, history in the mcu you know he's been in it since almost day one yeah um you know way back in uh, the first thor so and he's been in lots of of marvel movies so it was really interesting how they've done it as well obviously you mentioned their more morbius mobius coming into it owen wilson like owen wilson for me is just a great actor just in general but he kills this role and loki is for me my favorite character in this show, but Mobius, he's a very close second. He is a, uh, you know, great every time he's on on screen, and their back and forth, their banter, and their partnership on screen is great as well. But that also leads me into Sylvie because I love Loki and Sylvie. That combination, obviously, we got Sylvie. We got to see uh, her in the last episode. We didn't get to see Owen Wilson. And I know you were a bit disappointed that we didn't get to see Mobius in the last episode, which, you know, maybe you, you can touch on there a little bit, but I actually really liked a full episode dedicated to Loki and Sylvie, uh, despite not having Owen Wilson in, in the episode, which was a little bit of a downer. But episode three for me was actually my favorite, which may be controversial because no Owen Wilson. Yeah, that is a very that is a definitely a big call, Sizzle. But I know I, I know you didn't this, love last yeah. episode. Oh yeah, so I rewatched it last night to sort of you know get my head over it again and look over it again. I I agree it was a good episode, like you mentioned, like off air. You know, it's very visually pleasing. There's a lot of visuals going on. It's a cool idea. Obviously, you get the Loki and Sylvie sort of sit down talk. You get to see drunk Loki, which is hilarious. Everybody loves some drunk Loki. We can't go wrong there. But I just think for me, I just felt like it was a good episode, but I just feel like it kind of, for me, it kind of went off the main sort of storyline because obviously it was all about the TVA at the time, Baron's authority, and then you don't really get much of them in this whole episode. And I didn't really like how they kind of, it felt, felt to me like it was a bit of a filler sort of episode. And as we know in the past, both of the shows have done this before where they've had an episode that's sort of, it's gone off track a little bit and it hasn't really gone anywhere. And now I just feel like I just hope that they don't rush through the next three episodes. So obviously they've only got three to go. So I'm hoping that they somehow get all back on track and get it all connected again. But again, like you said, the Sylvie Loki relationship, it was good to see them having to sit down, having a bit of a whole episode dedicated to them. But I just want to see more Mobius. So I just really like him. And I think that's what was a bit lacking in that episode. But again, for me, it's probably episode two is my favorite, episode three, and then episode number one would be my ranking so far for the episodes. And in saying that, they're all great episodes. But for me, I wasn't as high on it as you were, Sizzle. But yeah, I, I think we needed the Sylvie and Loki relationship builder, that episode where they really built this maybe partnership because it looks like, you know, this is maybe looking into the future and prediction, but it looks like they're going to be working together to take down TVA. The t yeah, the timekeepers. Yep. Yeah. So. I, I think we needed this episode and you know me, I'm all for a visually appealing episode. And this one really was just amazing to watch, you know, full HD, uh, 4k high definition. Like it, it was just beautiful um, to watch. You know, I really enjoyed it from a visual standpoint and I, we got, we got a fair bit of action in this episode as well, which yeah, I the liked. most action, I think for the whole um, series, which I also like, because you know, for me, I love sort of those sort of action films, those action scenes. So it was kind of cool to see Sylvie and Loki sort of fight together. And they, if you notice it, when you watch it, they've got a very similar fighting style, obviously, because she's supposed to be a variant of Loki. So that was kind of cool. 
But, but again, that, for me. Yeah, and I, I, you know, you mentioned it there. She's meant to be a variant of Loki. Well, that's so what a rumor. Do you think, what do you think about this whole idea about how she actually isn't another Loki? You know, she's is going by the name Sylvie, uh, who is also in uh, the Marvel comics. Um, you know, her abilities that she possesses, um, uh, mind control, I guess. Um, that's very true to the comics of Sylvie. So what do you sort of think about that? I think, I, I know, I don't, want to, I don't want to overthink it because you know what we've done in previous seasons, like, oh, this, is, this person's got to come into it. This person's really this person and doesn't normally pan out. So I think for me, I think she is a Loki. I just think she's a different variant. And I think she's very much, you know, she thinks she's her, she's her own person. So I think that's why she's like, I'm Sylvie now. And like she mentioned in the episode, it's an alias for her. She doesn't like to be called Loki anymore. So she kind yeah. of has do, her do own. You, do you think this is another thing where Marvel just sort of mess with us a little bit? Like, because yeah. we've got Sylvie Enchantress in, in the comics. Um, and that's very similar to Sylvie in the Loki show where she can, you know, use these um, uh, abilities. Uh, you know, we sort of had that in WandaVision, how Marvel messed with us by mm-hmm. bringing in Pietro, who was the <laughs> Quicksilver, Quicksilver from X-Men. the X-Men. Yeah. And, you know, we obviously know mutants are supposed to be coming into the MCU as well. So Marvel liked to mess with us. So I don't know. Do you think it's a bit more on that side of things? I think it's more of a they want to mess with us a bit and make us think a bit outside the box a little bit. And like, as you know, I even, when I listened to the binge um, podcast, uh, when uh, our girl Mal was talking to Michael Waldron, the creator, he even mentioned Sylvie as a Loki variant. He doesn't say that she's, you know, enchantress or whatever. So he's pretty much saying she is one. But again, there could be a bit of smoke and mirrors. Maybe they're trying to tell us she is, she's a Loki, she's a Loki. And then really at the end, she's got to be, you know, known as Enchantress, but I feel like it's just us doing YouTube deep dives like you like to do sizzle where we yeah. look at different theories. I, I must I was... admit, I have been a little bit better. This have you? I, I, I wanted to refrain from doing too many good, YouTube deep dives idea. because yep. then I get a little bit disappointed because you know these people on YouTube they make these wild calls that I believe because you know there's all sorts of you know 40 easter eggs that you know lead to um Kang the Conqueror you know being the big bad or you know we might get into that into a second in a second but you know then I get a little bit disappointed like I was with Mephisto not being in one division um etc so yeah I have been a little bit better on that front there uh but I mean let's let's move on to that then I mean who is the big bad or who do we think is the big bad for this series? You know, Kang the Conqueror is obviously someone that has been thrown out there by um, many people. Do you think it's Kang? Do you think it's uh, someone different? Is it Miss Minutes maybe? Uh, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing for that Miss Minutes theory. I heard it on Binge Mode, so shout out to those guys. I reckon it's Miss Minutes, man. She's controlling it all. She's just got herself in a program, but it's got to be... Maybe it's gonna be maybe it's gonna be the Kong Kang the Conqueror, and he's just using Miss Minutes as like his sort of, you know, his what do you call them? Sort of like his number one. He's like kind of fake personality, so people don't know who it is. So he's he's kind of you know controlling it like she's like his own puppet. So he's sort of controlling it through Miss Minutes, possibly. Maybe that's mm. in there. I don't know. Miss Minutes could be well, cool. Is he a, is he a timekeeper? Is he one well, of the timekeepers? Is that I don't know about the the comics origins. Is he supposed to be a like a a TVA person, like a timekeeper? Is that because isn't that his whole power? He like can go through different time periods. Yeah, well, like I mean, it, it would certainly add up. It would certainly add up. So maybe maybe that is possibly that is maybe but, he's going to be in it. But I feel like like is he is he there, too big? That's what I mean. Too, yeah, is he too big of a villain to bring into a TV show like? He, we know he's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So would they then bring him into this show or, you know, would you save him? I mean, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Is it sort of be maybe like, you know, like the Madame Hydra reveal in uh, Falcon mm. and Soldier? Maybe somebody that is quite well known, but we haven't seen just yet. Maybe they'll, maybe, I don't know, maybe he might just, maybe he might be mentioned or something. Maybe they might mention his name at the end or something. 
maybe you know how what's the i can't remember the, the character's name you know the lady that mobius uh, looks like they had a relationship and she's like i know the timekeepers i speak to them all the time etc i can't remember her name now uh Ravona. Ravona. maybe Ravona. maybe she's acting like she's you know talking to the tva talking to the timekeepers and then yeah. her bosses maybe she's the one pulling all the strings Maybe it's Mephisto. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's your boy Mephisto. He appears in episode one in the church. <laughs> yeah, I think was that another thing where Marvel just sort of threw that in there? Maybe they 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 did that after they they copped all the yeah. um, the criticism for not including Possibly. Mephisto into it, and then they just threw that scene in to sort of mess with us again. Yeah. <laughs> but in episode three, that lady calls Loki and Sylvie demons or devils. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, right. it, it, it does have a bit of a demonic undertone, doesn't it, this, this yeah. series? And what are your thoughts on, they reckon, they were talking about on Binge Mode, that the TVA is located in, like, the Ant-Man, what's it called again? The Quantum Realm. Quantum Realm. What are your thoughts um, on that theory? Oh, on the Ring of Us? Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that's... Because time's different in- down there, they've all got different powers, you know. It's an interesting take, and, you know, we don't really know where they are. Like, where is the TVA? I mean, that's a good good question it really is because and you know the infinity stones they obviously don't work down there um, they're just nothing they're just rocks down there yeah so that's that yeah potentially did did on, on that i wanted to ask you about that you know we, we found out you know powers don't work at the tva infinity stones are used as paperweights did that mm-hmm. sort of take away from you the uh, power of those infinity stones and did that sort of take away from you the whole last phase where you know Thanos was this you know mighty mighty villain once he had the infinity gauntlet and he had the stones and he was basically unstoppable and unbeatable did that sort of you know I guess take away from that that's what I mean I was sort of thinking about that the other day how like you know the whole phase two, phase three, that whole saga was about these stones and having the glove to control everything, to wipe out half of the universe, et cetera. And it was all about them trying to do it. So I felt like it kind of does a bit of a, let's just, you know, that's just, that they're not, they're worthless now. It doesn't mean anything in this universe. So I think it kind of, you know, underpowered them a bit. And, you know, that was a bit of a shock because obviously, as we know, that's what the whole previous phases were all about, getting these stones. So I, when I first heard that, I was very like, I was like, really? Wow. Like, who are, like, I did not think the stones would just be considered paperweights in a different universe. So I think it did take a bit from it. But in saying that, it's a new phase. They're starting fresh. They're doing a reset, going out with the old and, you know, in with the new. So I guess that's what they're going with. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we're halfway point. We've got an episode tonight. Give me one bold prediction for maybe tonight's episode and the rest of the series? One bold prediction. Um, Go as bold as you want as well. doesn't have to be something that is likely. Okay. <laughs> can't be I'm Dr. Go- Doom though. It can't oh, be Dr. But that's Doom. That's my go-to. Like, it has to be Dr. <laughs> Doom. Like, come on. All right. Now I'm going to do, I'm going to jump on a sizzle theory here. Um, the TVA has actually been created by Mephisto. He's actually the timekeeper and he's in charge of them. And then at the end of episode six, he reveals himself to um, Sylvie and Loki and they have to try and take him on together to wipe him out. I like it. Hey, as long as, as, long as I get Mephisto, I'm all for it. Mephisto, there you go. I was going to say something about Kane the Conqueror. But I was like, nah, I'll save that for another time. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Loki's sister, Hela. Wow. Because, you know, we're talking time here. Obviously, she's not around anymore. She was taken out in Ragnarok. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict that she has a cameo in this. Nice. And she ends up working with Loki to take out the TVA. And then Loki and Sylvie have to take out Hela. Yeah, right. Big. That's a good wild. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Don't think yeah. it's going to happen. But That's a good you know, one. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Can I throw out another one just because I saw yeah. it and I've mentioned it before? All right. Black Widow returns an alternate universe. She comes back. Ooh. That's it. Well, she comes back. yeah. 
Her I mean, movie's coming out in a couple in July. The movie comes out next week. Is there going to be some sort of crossover here? Is Black Widow going to appear and make a cameo? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. That's it. All right, well, let, let's move on. And you mentioned it there, Black Widow. Uh, now that we're in lockdown, it doesn't look like we're going to be going to the movies to see it unless we wait a couple of weeks. Are you going? I mean, I mean, you're in Young, so maybe the movies are open where you are. The movies are you going are to be open, watching yeah. it at home? Disney Plus Premier Access, or are you going to go to the movies? Because I, I mean, think- we were we were obviously planning to watch this together, but yeah. now you know the two weeks of lockdown for yeah. Wollongong and Sydney doesn't look like I'll be seeing it. You know, when it comes out at the movies, at least I might have to wait a week or two. Hopefully, they still release it on time. Hopefully, they don't postpone it again. Well, I mean, it hasn't. This lockdown hasn't affected America at all. It's mm. just Australia, so yeah, yeah, I can't see can't see them pushing it back. Yeah, no, I think for me, uh, I think it's a movie that I want to see. I want to see at the movies. I don't want to watch it on my lounge at home. So I might just wait another week or so, and then I'll come up to Wollongong, and then we can see it together and continue our Marvel movie trend got to got to easy <laughs> i think it's cheaper too to actually see the movies and it would be to buy it on disney plus so yeah, i think isn't it like 30 dollars to it's like 30 something access? yeah 30 dollars yeah, wow. on disney plus and then it would cost you you know with your cinebuzz like 12 dollars yeah i gotta see it at the big the big screen and i feel see like it it's a marvel screen. movie like it's not a tv show yeah you need to watch it at the movie so i'll just wait a week or two and then i'll come back to bling on and we can see it yeah what about you look, looking forward to that yeah no look i'd much rather see it at the movies so i mean we'll see how long this lockdown goes for hopefully it's only the two weeks and then we can just get back to normal mm-hmm. life but um yeah i'm fingers crossed because i'd much rather see it at the movies yep uh well let's um move on so look i mean this is sort of i guess along that theme you know being in lockdown and then you know what do you do in lockdown? What do we do in lockdown? Or what do we do just even when it's not lockdown? And that's, we like to watch TV shows, sport, movies, et cetera, et cetera. Two shows that you and I watched more recently that we really liked and had quite similar- uh, Very similar. Similar styles, I guess, and were somewhat um, easy to compare, I guess. And one was animated and one was not. And that was- the boys. Yep. Um, and the other show was Invincible. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and how they compared to each other, what we liked about them and what we didn't like. Because these two shows for me, I mean, you were really high on the boys early on. It took me until just recently to watch the boys. I watched Invincible first. And Invincible was a show like I knew sort of nothing about until it started to get all these great reviews. And then I checked it out and it took maybe, you know, half an episode for me to really get into. And then I was hooked. Uh, these are two shows that, you know, are very graphic. Um, very graphic. <laughs> but have some really amazing storytelling. Uh, you know, what did you like about the Invincibles and the boys? All right. Uh, we go. I'll go with Invincible first. So to set the scene, I guess, a little bit for people who haven't watched it. So they're both, you know, superhero, uh, villain, supervillain um, shows, I guess. Invincible is about, um, I guess it's mostly about um, a teenage boy um, who has superpowers. He inherits it through his, his dad, who's um, Omni-Man, who's from another planet. Pretty much um, Superman, but in an animated show. Yeah, basically and Superman. And Superman was sort of evil. Yeah. Um, who, you know, turns out to be, you find out at the first episode that he is actually uh, the villain, the overarching villain Oops, of this, this whole show. Uh, there's obviously a lot of other superheroes in it. And, you know, th- there's a lot of callbacks to Marvel and obviously DC, you know, with similar characters with similar abilities. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, an amazing show, like an amazing animated show. It really was cool. Hit me with your thoughts. Yeah, so pretty much like you were saying, spot on. Uh, for me, I thought it was a really cool idea. Like, you know, an animated, I really like sort of adult animated shows. You know, I'm obviously a big fan of, 
I recently watched Transylvania randomly on Netflix. I really enjoyed that, which was enjoyable. I really enjoyed Archer as well, which is another solid animated violent sort of TV show, which is a bit crude. So for me, I really enjoyed it. Cool idea, like you said, like, you know, having a superhero as like the main villain, which is like, well, you know, what's good, you know, superheroes, we always talk about how cool they are and they're always good. What happens if they turn bad? And it kind of gives you that sort of alternative sort of universe of what could happen if they were evil. But for me, for Invincible, like you said, at the start, I wasn't heaps into it. It was a bit slow for me. It kind of was a bit slow. And then as it kind of went on, I got heaps more into it. I got a lot like hooked, like you were saying. So I really enjoyed that. But like you said, I couldn't believe how violent it was. Like when I, at the end of that first episode, I was like, I was not expecting that at all. So that was pretty cool. Because, you know, you know, violence isn't, you know, it isn't, isn't great, but it was cool in this show. So it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. And I think it's probably one of the better animated shows that I've seen in a while. So obviously I was a huge fan of Archer. And obviously we love Dragon Ball Z. So Invincible is probably, for me, one of the better ones I've seen in a long time. So, and again, very creative, like a really cool show. Um, it links in very much to The Boys as well, which is like the live action show. So like I was saying, it's pretty much very similar in that sort of way. That's just a few things, but, you know, I'll let you chirp in now if you want to add something. Yeah, like um, you sort of mentioned it there. This was a really different animated show. Uh, and, you know, just looking at the cast, like who did the voices? Yeah, The Walking Dead. Just absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was created by the, the same creators, Walking Dead. But yeah. the cast that you had here doing some of the voices and, you know, I didn't look Huge. at the, the cast before like watching any episode. You know, when I heard um, Seth Rogen's voice, I was like, wow, Seth Rogen's yeah. in this? This is crazy. Um, you know, J.K. Simmons, uh, you know, uh, it, it, Jason Manzukas, for example, um, you know, the list obviously goes on and on. Um, but yeah, look, I thought it really portrayed um, uh, a superhero story in a very different way. It was because um, it's kind of like, I, I, I guess it's similar to like a Spider-Man story. Like, you know, oh. you got the teenager. He had the definitely, yeah, he's in high school. He's also a superhero. He's trying to balance it all. Yeah. Yeah. So you had that that balance. Um, but, you know, then you had this sort of uh, universal sort of uh, uh, world, I guess, you know, where different planets and, you know, some of the powers were um, very comparative to, like I mentioned, Marvel and DC characters. Um, but they did it in a really different and also quite funny way, I thought. Um, so yeah, look, I loved this show and I mean, I was not expecting it to be as graphic as it was, um, you know, that last, the last scene, episode one, episode one, where Omni-Man just destroy, goes to work, um, on, uh, what are they called? The, um, oh, what are they called? I can't remember now. It's sort of like the Avengers, but the invincible yeah. version of them. Yeah. He, he just goes to town on them, you know, like some of the moves. Very graphic, um, but yeah, look, an amazing show. But it it really made me sort of think that, like, how similar it was to The Boys, a show that you really loved and you got me into. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, maybe you you want to start there. Like, did you notice those similarities as much as me? Yeah, definitely. Like for me, I felt like they were pretty much very similar, uh, like the way that they were structured. So obviously, yeah, yeah go like, on. Even, sorry to cut in, even just like, I guess the two villains, like Omni-Man, he's the main villain. He's a, he's basically a Superman of the Invincible World. And then for the boys, you've got Homelander, Homelander yeah, that's right. who's basically a Superman of the boys' universe. Yeah, so I agree because you have like Huey, who's sort of the young teenager, very similar to Mark. Obviously, Huey doesn't have powers, but he joins the crew to try and get rid of the superheroes which I thought was a cool idea. You know, humans trying to take on superheroes, like it's amazing, like superhumans. It's always a cool storyline. I'm always into that, you know, see how they go, battle the fittest sort of thing. But then I think for me, the boys, um, Billy the Butcher was amazing. Carl Urban, as we know, he's in Lord of the Rings as well as uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So I thought he was a great character and he brings a lot of humour and emotion to the show. Like he, for me, was like the standout in the show. 
Like he was an awesome character to follow and he was the leader of the group trying to get rid of everybody. And like you said before, Omni-Man, Homelander, very similar, but Homelander, man, what a creepy guy. Like yeah. super creepy. There's some interesting scenes in the boys I won't talk about on there, but he's definitely very sinister. He's very evil. And as who, soon as who I do you saw... Think, who God, do you think's winning a fight between Omni-Man and Homelander? I don't know. They literally have the same powers. Yeah. They literally have the same powers. So I don't know. Or throw Superman in there. Who's winning? Superman, Omni-Man, They're literally the Homelander. same character. I don't know. <laughs> They're all the same character. I would just be a battle to a draw, I think, because they literally have the same powers. The only thing about Superman, he's obviously got Kryptonite, which is like his weakness. So if Homelander or Omni-Man got some Kryptonite, maybe they'd take him down. Yeah. Or a Kryptonite bullet. So, but... For me, I think it was really good. I thought with the boys, similar to Invincible, it took me a while to get into it. It was a bit slow at the start. I don't know if you found that. And then for me, I thought season two was awesome. I thought that was a really good plot. And them shutting yeah. down this, and the whole idea was them shutting down the seven. So he's focused on them the whole time to do that. And just for future, I'm keen for season three because obviously my boy Jensen Ackles is going to be in it. And he's from Supernatural, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. And he's going to be um, playing Soldier Boy, which is pretty much Captain America. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how what he brings to the show. But overall, a really good show. I'll let you give me a bit of a rundown, Tizzle, and I'm going to ask you what do you think was better and why? Yeah, uh, look, I won't spend too much time on, on the rundown of the boys because you sort of covered it there. But yeah, I mean, had so many similarities to Invincible. Obviously, the gore of it for one, um, the action, like both, I think, R-rated as well. Yeah, they're both um, high rated. Yeah. Um, you had similar villains, you know, Homelander for the boys and then Omni-Man for Invincible. And you had all these other characters, side characters. And it was kind of like a world where there's um, a, a world of uh, people with different abilities and, and different sort of characters, I guess. Um, you know, in the boys, I really like how they're called soups. Uh, yeah. I thought that was, that was really cool yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, just some, some great, some great writing, some great producing. Uh, both so, shows, yeah. tremendous writing and producing. Like they've been, they're both really, really creative shows. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to boys season three and I'm looking forward to invincible season two. Can't wait for both of them. Yeah. And I just looked uh, on IMDb sizzle, invincible 8.8, the boys 8.7. So they're literally oof. off on par. Wow. I mean, that, that is, I mean, because it's tough, right? Like we've talked about this before. Like it is tough to make a, a show about superheroes. It really is tough. I mean, Marvel clearly do it the best out of yeah. out of DC, anyone. DC, no. well, DC. Yeah, no. We've spoken about how they. There's sort a of couple of shows that are good. Yeah, there's a good some shows yeah. that are good. Like Gotham, I think's amazing. Mm. And I also loved Arrow as well. Yeah, and that's when DC sort of fall on that sort of darker more realistic um, way of storytelling where, you know, Marvel's very, uh, it's more, you know, PG, I guess. Yeah. It's more um, family friendly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the boys and Vincent have gone in a completely different They're not direction. family. They're definitely yeah. adult oriented. And, you know, what's funny is like, you know, you mentioned there, you know, talking about IMBD ratings, eight point, you know, which is 8.7 for the boys. And 8.8 for Invincible. 8.8 for Invincible. Like that's better than pretty much any Marvel movie or show like uh you know even just looking now look looking up uh loki for example you know we're only a few early stage i think it's pretty high at the moment though which is good but loki's well yeah there you go loki's 8.9 which is you know it's right there with the boys so they obviously stand on their their um their two feet and you know just for comparison last night in fact i uh, randomly started watching Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched started watching that. <laughs> and I what's your thoughts? I heard so I, I watched things. the first I watched the first episode and I don't want to, you know, rip on it too much, but I don't know if I'll be watching another episode. You know, it, it just like because I'm always comparing these type of shows to Marvel, to DC, and now to the boys and to Invincible. So, and they've set a completely different standard. So, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I found it really hard to um, like. Maybe I need to give it a little bit longer. But, I mean, just, you know, back to the IMBD rating, it's 
out of 10. So, you know, it hasn't done all that well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe I need to give it a little bit longer, but yeah, didn't, didn't love it there. Uh, were you going to ask me what I preferred? Yeah. So what's better? What do you reckon the boys are invincible? Oh man. I mean, it's close. I tell you what, it is very close because they're so similar, but I probably enjoyed invincible more. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's because it was animated and it was just something completely different, but like in saying that boys isn't far behind and, you know, boys got better as it went along. I thought season two, as you mentioned, I I preferred than season one. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, maybe once we get a second season of Invincible, comparing them will be um, a little bit easier. But yeah, I mean, Invincible, but just just by, you know, a tiny little bit. What about yourself? Yeah, I was going to say probably for me, Invincible, just because, like you said, animated and I had no idea what to expect and it blew me away, so... But in saying that, the boys was awesome. And then in my boys, Jensen Ackles, is in season three. It could get, get over the line next yeah. time we rate them. Soon find out. Uh, another show we got to touch on quickly. We yes. won't spend too much time because, you know, we're running long, uh, is Bad Batch. Yes. So yes. We're, all, we're actually, we're pretty much probably mid-season, close Almost to mid-season. Mid-season 16 episodes. Are we yeah. nine, nine or eight episodes in so far? We are. Oh, nine episodes in. So there you go. We're just over the halfway point in Bad Batch. Uh, look, I mean, you're the Star Wars guy on the podcast. So I know you love this show. I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, coming off the back of watching season seven of Clone Wars, Clone Wars I am really enjoying it because it's almost just like another season of Clone Wars. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, it's so good. It's, ba- it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a long story arc. Clone Wars story arc that's based, just on, the, yeah, based on the Bad Batch, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, are you loving this show as much as I am? Well, I know you are. So yeah, you know. I mean, I'm loving it. Like, even that first that first episode just set the tone for me. It was nearly like an hour. It was over an hour length. It was like an hour 20. Hour 20. Like, it was a good chunk of an episode that you'd want to see to really get you into the idea of the, the Bad Batch of those clones, as obviously they only appear just, in season the, seven. The devastation of Order 66. like Order 66, yeah. Brutal. So, so far for me, I've loved it. I've really enjoyed it. I like how it's kind of them and going on adventure and we've seen heaps of different cameos. Like Rex has been in there, which has been great because, you know, I'm a big Rex guy. Cad, uh, Cad Bane came into it the last episode. Yeah, cameo. I think you've watched both. Are you up to date? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Like, what a cameo. Like, he is, you know how we kind of mentioned off air, like, our favorite, like, Star Wars, Clone Wars characters, apart from the main ones. And then, obviously, we both had Cad Bane in there. So, he's obviously big for us. So, I loved his inclusion in it the last two episodes, which has been really cool. I, the most recent episode I really enjoyed as you know, we see Fennec, who's from obviously from mm-hmm. Mando season two. Yep. She appears in it in the animated form, which is really cool too. And I'm really interested to see Omega. So obviously, we get the reveal at the end of the last episode that she's obviously 100% got the genes of good old um, Django, Django. Fett. So it'd be interesting to see why that's so valuable. So it'd be kind of cool to see where that goes. I was kind of hoping she was going to be like force, force sensitive or something, like a clone that had mm. force powers, but that didn't happen. But like you were saying, loving it. Love all the Bad Batch. I'm really invested in them. They only appear briefly in uh, season seven of Clone Wars. And I think so far they've done well. And Dave Filoni, you are amazing. He's the creator, the man behind it all. He's done all the Clone Wars, Rebels. He's amazing. He obviously invented Ahsoka Tano. Him and George Lucas pretty much put her together. So I think he's just, just the way that he produces this show, the way that he directs it, just the visuals. Just for me, season seven of Clone Wars is probably one of the best animated series I've seen in a very long time. It's very high for me. It's in my top, it was in my top three Star Wars overall. So we all know I'm huge on it. And then like you were saying, so now the new technology, all that sort of stuff, it just looks amazing. So for me, I'm loving it. Talk to me, Sizzle, your turn. Yeah, look, I, I watched Clone Wars a lot later than you. And I think I've spoken about on this podcast, maybe, you know, a few episodes ago, I hadn't finished yeah. it. But um, yeah, look, it, yeah. I finished all of Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I ranked it 
the same as you very highly. Like it's one of my favorite um, Star Wars just entities um, in general. That last season, as you mentioned there, just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, the finale was one of the best episodes of anything that I've seen. Yep. And as I mentioned, like this just feels like it's another season of the Clone Wars, just an ongoing um, story arc. And one thing I actually prefer about this than to Clone Wars, if we're comparing the two, there hasn't been any filler episodes. Yeah, it's all been true and to the I, narrative. Yep. I mean, I guess you could maybe, you know, call um you know some of the episodes where they're you know hired to um uh, to um what's that uh, creature that they 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 go and um retrieve um, oh yeah the the i can't remember the creature is they do it for obviously yeah i guess you could Jabba maybe call that clan yeah so doing bounties pretty much being like collective bounties yeah yeah, I guess you could call those episodes like somewhat fillers, but it still stays true to the main story, which I really like. And because it's it is the bad batch, you don't have episodes where there's just characters that you're not invested in, like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, like Jar Jar Binks. That was basically what I was getting to. Um, yeah, so look, I'm loving it. Like it, it's cool. Uh, Omega is like an awesome character. I love Omega. The, um, yeah, I love the Kiwi accent. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so just a, a great show, and I can't wait to see where it goes. I'd love to see some more cameos, maybe an Ahsoka Tano cameo. Darth Vader, I really hope. Darth Vader would be cool. So Darth Maul. We'll see. But just give me all the tech in the world. Tech is the band. Tech's great. I love tech. Who's your favorite? I mean, tech for me, tech's my favorite. Member of the Bad Batch, who's yours? I do love tech. Uh, I think I just, I love Hunter, you know, he's the leader. He's looking after Omega. It's very much Mando. And so he's probably uh, my least favorite. I like Hunter. I think he's cool. like I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like them all, but he's the he's like the least quirky. He's kind of the, the most straight up out of all of them. Crosshair was my favorite. And then because yes. now he's sort of a baddie. No, I'll I'll change it. I'm still sticking to Crosshair. He's probably my favorite. And he's only yeah. been in it. He hasn't been in every episode, but every episode he's in, I really like it. So I really hope he returns in Bad Batch. But he was he's really cool. Yeah, surely it's coming. Once he gets that inhibitor surely, chip. Surely they've got to remove, they've got to somehow, you know, capture him or lock, you know, hold him down or something and then get it out of his head. Just get Wrecker to hold him down. Wrecker's quality. Wrecker Wrecker's is quality. my number two. Wrecker's, Wrecker's quality. I think amazing. So, yeah. And I love his relationship with Omega. Yeah. Okay. I'm changing. I'm going crosshair. And then Wrecker, my favorite. I mean, Hunter's the easy choice, right? Yeah, Hunter's he's the main character. But yeah, it's, yeah. No, yeah. I'm going. I mean, they're I'm all, going. They're all great. Wrecker. I'm changing they're my all. mind. You've helped me change my mind. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, look. Let's um. Let's move on to our next uh topic of discussion, and we won't spend much time on it. NBA playoffs. We've got the Hawks left. We've got the Bucks left, Clippers, and um, the Suns. Who do you want to win it? Who do you think is going to win it? I want it. I want the Suns. I want the Suns to win it all. I like Phoenix. I like the, I like their jerseys. I like the Valley. I'm a big. I love Devin Booker now. Like I've always sort of liked him, and now he's sort of for me. He's coming to his own. I know you must like him. He's got the Rip Hamilton mask on at the moment. Yeah, I just think he's dating Kendall Jenner. Yeah, apparently, yeah, he's just you know getting it done, I guess. So I think I really like Phoenix and DeAndre Aiden's really cool. I like him; he's a great player. And you know, Chris Paul, man, I know people. Some people don't like him. Some people do. He deserves point a God. He deserves point a God. ring. He is the point guard. He needs a ring. Like I feel like Suns will. I want the Suns to win. Like I don't really like the Clippers. I'm just not. I'm just not. I like. Yeah, I like Paul George, but I'm just not a big Clippers fan. I'd rather see the Suns win. And then Hawks and Bucks, I don't know. I don't really like either team. I think Bucks will probably win because I, I just can't believe the Hawks. To be honest, I can't believe the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. But if they win, the Knicks lost to the best team in the East. So that's, probably, that's not bad. Yeah, I know, right? I'll take it. But I think but all- for me, it will, it will be Suns-Bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Bucks will win today. Suns will win game six. And then they'll play... The Bucks. I think it'll be Suns versus Bucks, which would be interesting because I think both franchises. Well, I know I don't think the Bucks have won one maybe championship. I don't think the Suns have ever won a championship. 
So yeah, no, I don't think so. So I think for me, Suns versus Bucks. I like their jerseys, both teams' jerseys better than the other two teams. So <laughs> let's go for that. You're a big jersey guy. You are a big jersey guy. Yeah, uh, look, I think it's going to be... I still think the Clippers might beat the Suns. I don't see it. Without Kawhi, I don't see them winning. Suns just don't aren't convincing enough for me. I mean, yeah. they're, they're sometimes very stagnant in the half court, I find. Mm. And Clippers, when they get out and run, and we saw it at the start of yesterday's game... But let's be honest, Morris and Reggie Jackson, they were ridiculous. That was the best game they've ever man, played in their lives. They're Reggie Jackson... Reggie Jackson's like Reggie done Jackson. these whole playoffs. He's good, but Ma- Morris, man, he was trash all playoffs, and then he decides for some reason he's going to drop like twenty yesterday. But so I think we that's also never don't happening. know about Kawhi. We, you never know. Like nah, he's, he's not going to big play. question. He's not going to. So play. he's I, I, the worst. He's like, oh, I'm injured. I've got a sore knee. I'm not playing. <laughs> oh, I've hurt my foot. I'm not playing. Like he is. He has that much rest time in a season, and he's still somehow injured. Like he's a fun guy. He's a, he's a fun guy. Apparently, you're not, mate. You just you're just chilling in the. You know, help out your teammates. Suck it up. Man. You don't. You can't be that sore. <laughs> wow. And I kind of want the Clippers to lose, and then Kawhi leaves and goes to the Knicks. <laughs> so then you'd like Kawhi, even though you just like, I like Kawhi. I just don't like how he's just always injured. Man, he can't help it. And I kind of like how Paul George is sort of finally stepping up. I've always liked Paul George. Yeah, so look, it's good to I, see I he's know. actually I, playing well. So. I just sorry, keep going. I just yeah, I think the Suns. I think they should they should have won yesterday if they were going to win at home. I, I don't know. I think now the momentum is with the Clippers, and if they do get Kawhi back, it's a wrap for me. Like I, we don't know, he's still sort of day to day. Like it's still uh, they haven't ruled him out completely. So. I, I still have a feeling the Clippers are going to get to the finals. And I think the Bucs will beat the Heat. will beat the... Um, the Hawks. The Hawks. I just don't... Like, I mean... Trey Young. To be honest, Trey Young, he's really proved me wrong these playoffs at how good he is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I, I just don't... I don't think he's enough for them. And, you yeah. know, if, if, I, if, I, if it is a Clippers-Bucks final, I'd like the Bucs to win because I'd, I'd like um, Giannis to get a ring. But I think the Clippers would beat them, just because the Bucks don't have a player down the stretch. I mean, Middleton is their guy, but he's been ridiculous. He was so crazy last game. He was, but I still think they struggle down the stretch to get buckets uh, because Giannis isn't that guy. So, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll find out very soon. I'm sure we will indeed, Sizzle. We will indeed. Uh any final words? I think that's it. I think we've done a good wrap there. We've mentioned, you know, I've mentioned a bit of pop culture. I've mentioned the TV shows that we're watching at the moment. And we've finally talked about the NBA. So I'm happy with that. Sizzle yourself? Yeah, look, I mean, stay safe. Always um, stay safe. Keep those masks Especially on, yeah. if we're Wollongong. Um, and as we end the podcast, I want one recommendation for a show that I haven't watched because I'm in lockdown and I've got a recommendation for you. Would you like me to go first? Sure. Go for it. I texted you about it last night. I feel like I know. Yep. And that's Lupin. If you haven't watched Lupin, anyone not out there. Not from Harry Potter. Yep. Not from Harry Potter. Uh, it's named after Arsene Lupin, uh, but it is on Netflix. It's um, in French. So it's a show with subtitles. I'm not usually into that, but this show is really cool. It follows um, uh, a character um, who basically um, is a is a, a thief and a master of disguise, I guess. Um, you know, and it sort of retells the classic French story about Arsene Lupin, who was what they call a gentleman's thief. Um, so, really, really cool show, all in French, which I kind of like. It, with the subtitles because it, you, you have to concentrate the whole time because if you're looking yep. away, you're looking at your phone or whatever, you're not going to know what they're saying. You miss it. So yep. that's my recommendation for you. I like it. I'll give it, I might even watch the pilot tonight. Yeah. You'll be hooked after, after one episode. Like. And there's, there's only like five episodes in each season. They're called parts as well. So part one, part two. Um, yeah. What's your recommendation for me? Yeah. So I got one for you. I've only just started watching it. Uh, Amy and myself watched it over the weekend so shout out to her I've only watched the first two episodes it's called Snowpiercer it's on Netflix yeah I've seen that pop up 
it's like don't go on IM, IMDb. I know you like to do that. I don't want you to oh, do that to this show. Don't go and look at its rating because I've seen the first two episodes at the moment. I don't agree with its rating on IMDb. Ned Stark I think is he in it. Ned Stark is in it, but I think he's in. I think he's in season two. I haven't seen him yet, but at this point in time, Jennifer Connelly's in it. She's been in heaps of stuff. She's also the voice of uh, Spider Man suit in Spider Man Homecoming. Jennifer Connelly, mm-hmm. so she's in it. And there's a couple of guys in there from The Walking Dead. A couple in there that you might know, and it's just a really interesting story. So pretty much, I've only seen the first two episodes, but it's like. Pretty much seven years after the world has pretty much ended and become a frozen wasteland, there's like one train that goes around the world and on that train is the rest of civilization and there's like a thousand and one carts on this train and it's sort of like a hierarchy. So there's like your top dogs, first, second class, third class, and they have a thing called the tail, which is all these guys that kind of jumped on who weren't supposed to be there. So it's all about how these people are surviving the world after this frozen wasteland has now become the earth. So it's sort of very much, it's an interesting show. I've only watched the first few episodes. It's based on a film and I've really enjoyed it so far. And I would recommend you just give it a crack and see what you think because it is quite interesting. But that's pretty much all I'll say for the time being. Well, look, I I started Jupiter's Legacy last night because I'm looking for a new show. It was trash. So I'm going to put that in the bin. And I'm going to watch Snowpiercer. Tonight. Yeah, try Snowpiercer. So wow. and myself I'll- watched it and we really enjoyed it. We watched the first two episodes. All right, there you go. You've, you've convinced me, Quinny. You watch so Lupin. You think. I'll watch Snowpiercer. And I'll watch week, Lupin tonight. We will um, we'll we have a little chat about, about a chat about both of them. Yeah. Um, all right, good. well, let's bring the podcast to a close. Uh, good catching up, as always. Season always five. Good to catch no, up. season five? Season hey. five. We're here. We're coming up on 50 episodes. Wow, huge. Um, look. I'll have to do something for that. Tell your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin. You know how the second cousin goes. Parents, you know the drill. Aunties and uncles, everybody. Follow us on the gram, um, Sizzle and Quinny. Until next time, we'll be seeing you. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Stay safe. Get through lockdown. Let's go. Watch Loki tonight. Watch it. Get ready for it. Episode four. It's big. <laughs> <laughs>